This is First News on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. This is at 4. That'd be Front Street. So that could still be going on as well. And once again, complicating the whole matter with patchy fog this morning. Otherwise, we'll have some sunshine and a high today near 80. A teenager is being treated for what are believed to be serious injuries after being hit by a sport utility vehicle near Wilson Hospital yesterday. Johnson City Police Chief Brent Dodge says the 19-year-old apparently stepped onto Baldwin Street between Floral and Grand Avenues from in front of a parked car shortly after 2 p.m. when she was hit by a southbound Toyota SUV. The scene is about five blocks south of Wilson Hospital. The woman who had been driving the sport utility vehicle was shaken but not hurt. Chief Dodge says New York State Police crash reconstruction team that was called to the scene assisted in the investigation. There have been no names released. WMBF First News Time 605. Fire investigators in Shenango County are not ready to list a cause of a massive barn fire that drew crews from a dozen departments to that scene about midday yesterday. Shenango County Emergency Services officials say the barn at 2335 New York State Highway 23, that's between Grover Brown Road and Benedict Hill Road in North Farsalia, was reported on fire at around quarter of one. And crews spent hours extinguishing the flames fed by newly harvested hay. One calf was lost in the fire, but other animals were safely removed from the structure. There were no injuries. Authorities say some firefighters were called back to the barn to put down a rekindling of the fire at around 1130 last night and were there for about 45 minutes. An official this morning said he would not be surprised if crews were called back several more times before the fire is completely out. Heavy equipment was already brought in yesterday to shift the debris around, but the dry grass material remained susceptible to reignition. Fire departments initially responding to the scene were Farsalia, Plymouth, Norwich, North Norwich, South Otselic, Smyrna, McDonough, Cincinnati, Georgetown, Willett, Derrider, and New Woodstock. The Shenango County Sheriff's and Emergency Services officials were also on the scene. WMBF First News Time 606. A man who Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram has called Binghamton's most notorious slumlord is being charged on more than a dozen warrants alleging violations of the city's housing code. According to a police news release, Detective Captain Corey Miner says 39-year-old Isaac Anzarud of Brooklyn was arrested around 11 a.m. yesterday at a Court Street Binghamton location. Anzarud owns many residential and commercial properties in Binghamton and elsewhere in Broome County. The news release indicated that he was wanted in regards to 12 bench warrants and two arrest warrants issued by Binghamton City Court. The charges are violation-level offenses related to the city's housing code. In announcing the arrest, Mayor Cram issued a statement saying his administration is, quote, serious about holding slumlords and all those who violate the city's housing codes accountable. Anzarut could not be reached for comment following his arrest. But in the past, Anzarut has said there is a campaign to, quote, push me out of town. He told WMBF News in May, though, I am not going without a fight. Three people are being charged with hate crimes for allegedly blanketing a small Steuben County city with white supremacist pamphlets. Hornell Police Chief T.J. Murray posted this week on social media that the racist anti-Semitic literature was left at locations including a synagogue and a largely black church in the western southern tier community. The May 14th mass shooting that killed 10 people 
about 70 miles away at a supermarket in Buffalo was under has underscored racist attitude of some of the largely white Southern Tier region. Authorities say the white Conklin teen accused in that shooting drove several hours to Buffalo from his home in Broome County, reportedly driven by racist dogma. In Hornell, the first flyer was discovered stuck to the door of Rehoboth Deliverance Ministries as people began arriving for Sunday morning services. The flyer promoted the Aryan National Army and included a skull positioned inside a swastika. Chief Murray says officers found similar material attached to the front of the Temple Beth El Synagogue and in other locations, including driveways, doorways, and a park. Then on Monday, police spotted two men distributing the literature. Authorities say after the officers searched their home, the two men and a woman were arrested on 115 counts each of aggravated harassment, a felony hate crime. It wasn't clear if they had an attorney who would comment. Well, today's the day the Conklin Fair gets underway, celebrating its 51st year for the weekend. And there will be some new attractions and more rides, but one tradition will be absent. The first responders parade is not being held this year because of insurance issues, although the organizers say that they hope that they can resolve everything and have the parade back in 2023. There will be an opening ceremony on the fair stage beginning at 7 p.m. today, paying tribute to lifelong Conklin resident David Harder, our sheriff, who is retiring from office at the end of the year. It's 6.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF, WNBF.com and 92.1 FM. the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. We're still saving the Southern Tier money at Galt Toyota. Good morning on this Thursday, July 14th, 610 here at WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. And nothing gets the blood flowing in the morning quite like finding out that ABC's only doing three minutes today. Time for traffic and weather. Starting this past Monday night, the New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4. That's the 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately three weeks and is weather dependent. They're going to be removing the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434, that's Vestal Parkway, is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal. Broome County is facilitating construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately July 31st, and motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. Construction activities are weather-dependent and are subject to change based on conditions. And we have a road closure notice. Sherman Creek Bridge, a county-owned bridge located on Sherman Creek Road in the town of Sanford, will be closed to all traffic starting on July 18th at 7 a.m. for joint repairs and will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 8th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. 
assigned detour route will not be in place during the closure, so you're on your own to find a way, a way around that bridge. Check on weather right now. National Weather Service forecasts in downtown Binghamton. It's about 60 degrees, 93% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., and a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise mostly sunny, with a high near 78 degrees, chance of rain 20%. Tonight, patchy fog after 5 a.m., otherwise mostly clear with a low around 54. Tomorrow, patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise mostly sunny with a high near 80 degrees. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low around 58. And Saturday, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 85 degrees. Chance of rain only 20%. Saturday night, partly cloudy with a low around 64. And Sunday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., Partly sunny with a high near 88 degrees, 40% chance of rain. And Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms. Mostly cloudy with a low around 67. Chance of rain is 50%. 6.13, you're listening to WMBF. Don't miss... on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. Last night, DJ LeMahieu capped his 34th birthday by sliding across the plate on Alexis Diaz's second straight wild pitch in the 10th inning. And the New York Yankees rallied from a four-run deficit to beat the Cincinnati Reds 7-6 and stop a three-game losing streak. Luis Severino allowed three consecutive homers in a span of four pitches in the second inning as Cincinnati built a 4-0 lead then left with right shoulder tightness. Cincinnati allowed five unearned runs, four after second baseman Jonathan India's error on Anthony Rizzo's potential, inning-ending double play grounder in the third. That should be of great concern to the Yankees to see Luis Severino going down with shoulder tightness again. It's been tough. They signed him to a, a really affordable extension after some good years, bought out some of his arbitration years, and ended up getting him on a four-year, $40 million deal. That's almost at its close now. He wouldn't get anything more than that. But, you know, at the time they signed that deal, I was like, wow, we're getting such a great deal on Luis Severino. This guy was a Cy Young candidate a couple years ago. And, of course, the injury plagues for two straight years. And now having a pretty nice year for the Yankees so far. But, you know, if he's injured again, that's going to be a problem for the Yankees down the stretch. They're pretty solid in, in the pitching department. But there aren't a whole lot of places they can go for, you know, say, 80 innings for the rest of the season. Francisco Lindor led New York's power game with a three-run homer. Chris Bassett threw six strong innings, and the Mets beat the Atlanta Braves 7-3. The NL East leading Mets won two of three in the series and lead the second-place Braves by two and a half games. Eduardo Escobar and Mark Kenna also homered for the Mets. Bassett improved to 5-2 and two in eight road starts this season by allowing one run on five hits with six strikeouts and two walks. Atlanta's Charlie Morton gave up five runs on six hits, including three homers. The three homers allowed matched his career high. Big win for the Mets last night. You want to head into the All-Star break with a pretty solid lead if you're the Mets. I mean, the Atlanta Braves have been 
really coming back in that division. I believe there was a time the Mets were ahead in that division by seven and a half or eight games. So, getting to the all-star break, a few games over the second-place Braves, it's not so bad. Other major baseball news. Ten Kansas City Royals players, including four of their top hitters and two of their best starting pitchers, will not travel to Toronto this week for the four-game series with the Blue Jays because they have not received the COVID-19 vaccination. That includes Andrew Benintendi, Whit Merrifield, MJ Melendez, Hunter Dozier, Brad Keller, Brady Singer, and Michael Taylor, among others. So, doesn't bode well for the Yankees that the Kansas City Royals, who, let's be honest, aren't really having that great of a year anyway, are going to be heading to a division rival for four games, missing most of their roster. Ten guys out of 26. That's a pretty big chunk of the roster. Last night, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost again by a score of 7-2 to to the Erie Seawolves on the road. RBIs for the Rumble Ponies came from Brett Beatty and Wyatt Young. Beatty hit his 12th home run of the year, a solo shot in the fifth inning. But the lack of offense for the Rumble Rumble Ponies continues. Let's see if we can get that straightened out following the minor league all-star break. 619 here on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Wall Street Now with Jim Ryan. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Higher than expected inflation data took the wind out of investors' sales on Wednesday, sending the Dow Jones 200 points lower to a close back below 31,000. The Standard & Poor's 500 gave up a half percent. The Nasdaq surrendered 0.15 percent. Analysts say last month's 9.1% surge in inflation was driven largely by rising fuel costs. The good news is that pump prices continue their slow decline. Today's national average for a gallon of regular is three cents lower than yesterday's. New Yorkers who fled during the pandemic are returning to record high rental rates. The average monthly rent for a Manhattan apartment surpassed $5,000 for the first time last month. Real estate insiders say rates are only headed higher. And if you are hoping to avoid the vacation crowds by delaying a trip, you might have to wait a while. Delta Airlines, for example, says its fall and winter bookings are still relatively strong. Jim Ryan, ABC News. I can definitely vouch for rising prices for apartments in Manhattan. It's wild, the thing that New Yorkers put up with, just to live in Manhattan. And, of course, I was one of them. I mean, I was out there, you know, paying more than I'm paying for a two-bedroom now just for the one-bedroom. Living with four strangers. One guy who just refused to cook in anything except his underwear, which was incredibly uncomfortable for the four other strangers that he did not know ahead of time. Then he would get mad if dishes were left in the sink for more than 20 minutes at a time. Really interesting people in New York City. That's the great thing about Binghamton, though. Cheap rent. 621 here on WMBF. New Vision. News Radio 1290 WMBF. 623 here on WMBF. Now it's time for A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. As parents, we don't want our kids to just survive, we want them to thrive. 
A new Columbia University study sheds light on one thing we should make sure they have to increase the chances that happens. Strong family connections. Now, what was different about this study, the researcher told us, was that it showed that family connection is associated with thriving and not just surviving or avoiding harm. The results come from a survey of tens of thousands of kids around the globe who were pretty striking. Children with the greatest level of family connection were about 50% more likely to flourish compared to those with the lowest levels of family connection. The study's authors said it's important to create a space at home where children feel seen and they feel heard. A great place to do that is at the dinner table, they said. Really listen there to what your children have to say. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. We expect our information in real time. U.S. Med carries continuous glucose monitors, which provide real-time readings of blood glucose levels. U.S. Med is an approved provider for Medicare and over 500 private insurers. So call 800-730-8405 today for a free insurance and Medicare benefits check. As easy as... That's 800-730-8405. If you're in healthcare, you know the power of data. At NRC Health, we know data isn't enough. Going beyond data to genuinely connect with each person is what really matters. That's the power of human understanding. At NRC Health, harnessing that power is everything. Helping you improve care for everyone. It's the secret ingredient for the smartest healthcare systems. Go deeper at nrchealth.com. And now time for another check on traffic and weather. It's 626 here at WMBF. We have a road closure notice, Sherman Creek Bridge, a county-owned bridge located on Sherman Creek Road in the town of Sanford, will be closed to all traffic starting on July 18th at 7 a.m. for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 8th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. And starting this past Monday... New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4. It's the 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately three weeks and is weather dependent. They're removing the old bridge which carried US-11, that's Front Street, over I-81. And the New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434, it's Vestal Parkway, is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate the construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately July 31st, So motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. Construction activities are weather-dependent and subject to change based on conditions. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now, it's about 60 degrees. Humidity, 93%. Today, a slight chance of showers between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. A slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise mostly sunny with a high near 78 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Tonight, patchy fog after 5 a.m., otherwise mostly clear with a low around 54, 
Tomorrow, patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise sunny with a high near 80 degrees. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low around 58. And Saturday, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 85, 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, partly cloudy with a low around 64. And Sunday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., but partly sunny with a high near 88 and a 40% chance of rain. Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy with a low around 67, 50% chance of rain. 628 here on WMBF. Enjoy the News Radio 1290 WMBF. 6.30 on WMBF. Now it's time for an ABC Entertainment Update. Entertainment News. Amber Heard denied in one of her attempts to dismiss Johnny Depp's $10 million defamation lawsuit win against the actress. Her legal team had asked for a mistrial on several grounds, including a claim that there was a possible fraud issue with one of the jurors. The judge rejected that claim and all the others, saying the verdict stands. Heard plans to appeal. In the new true crime drama, Blackbird, we're saying goodbye to Ray Liotta. Did your mother come visit you yet? It's one of his last roles we'll see on screen. He plays Taron Edgerton's father, a former police officer with a shady past. Edgerton tells me he cherished his time with Liotta. I think the scenes are some of the best that I've been a part of in not just this show, but my entire career. Ray Liotta died in his sleep in May at the age of 67. New episodes of Blackbird premiere every Friday on Apple TV+. That Criminal Minds reboot is a go for Paramount+. Plus. This is a love story. And Fleabag creator Phoebe Waller-Bridge is 37 today. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 58 degrees at 632. Might be running into some areas of fog with that moisture that we had yesterday. Kind of some strange storms in the afternoon with bright sunshine and pouring rain of large raindrops. None of that for today, but when the fog clears out, we could have a mostly sunny skies today and a high near 80. President Joe Biden will seek to bolster cooperation between the United States, Israel, and other countries during his first full day in the Middle East. His schedule today involves meetings with Israeli Prime Minister Yair Lapid and a joint news conference. Lapid represents an interim government that was formed when the previous coalition collapsed, and he is seeking a full term in November when Israel holds its fifth election in less than four years. The Labor Department's weekly jobless claim numbers are going to be released this morning. For months, the employment sector's been a much-needed hopeful sign for the economy. Layoffs have been low, hiring brisk. But with analysts warning a recession may be on the horizon and this week's bleak report on consumer prices, some are wondering if that might change soon. Last week, the Labor Department says claims rose slightly the previous week by 4,000, the highest level since January. Economists say while it may be an early sign that hiring may be slowing, the number is still historically low. Daria Albinger, ABC News. 
WMBF First News Time, 634. Johnson City Police are investigating a serious collision involving a sport utility vehicle and a pedestrian just yards away from Wilson Hospital yesterday afternoon. Police say a 19-year-old girl stepped out onto Baldwin Street from in front of a parked vehicle between Grand and Floral Avenues and was hit by the SUV shortly after 2 p.m. The teen is believed to have suffered serious injuries. She was transported to Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center within sight of that accident scene. The driver of the southbound Toyota SUV was not injured. No names have been released and the teen's condition is not available. A Cortland man is accused of illegally owning a firearm. Cortland County Sheriff's officials were called to an address in the city of Cortland at about 10 minutes to 3 on Monday afternoon. According to a Sheriff's Office news release issued uh, just yesterday, the officers responded to the complaint, discovered 38-year-old Joseph Woodman was wanted on a warrant active with the Cortland County Sheriff's Office. The deputies say they also found Woodman to be in possession of that gun. Authorities say Woodman is charged with felony criminal possession of a weapon. He was released on his own recognizance and scheduled to appear in City of Cortland Court later on this month. Delaware County Sheriff's officials are warning residents of a version of a relatively popular scam resurfacing. In a Facebook post, the sheriff's office says residents should be on high alert for sophisticated scams. One of the scams that involves family ties and loyalty apparently is on the comeback. In the past, the scheme had been dubbed the grandparent scam. Since it normally targets older residents and tries to trick them into sending money or gift card numbers in order to help their grandchild. Investigators say in the recent case, the scammer asked for a large amount of cash in order to post bail and called the victim several times in the course of an hour a courier was sent to the resident's home in order to collect the money, even though the victim never told the caller their address. It's possible previous postings on social media were used by the criminals to determine where the victim lives. People are being told, be vigilant and contact law enforcement of any activity that seems suspicious. And be very careful what you put on social media. Pictures and information concerning yourself and family members could be harvested by criminals and used in attempts to prove authenticity when they call posing as a relative in need. It's 636, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. First. News Radio 1290, WMBF. 637 here on WMBF. You're listening to Binghamton's First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Let's see if I glue my hair to my headphones. I have here's here's my problem with the headphones. I have a giant head, really. <laughs> That's huge why you're head. in radio. <laughs> yeah, and so now and <laughs> Bob Bob's head is not quite as giant as mine. So I feel like well, every I, time I put I these on, I got like different. But anyway, go I, I got one one headphone like slooping down here, one headphone like halfway up my ear. Well, I used I don't to know like to up. leave one ear uncovered. Because it, for me, that I don't like listening to myself in the headphones. And, and you don't really think that you sound the way you sound, but when you hear yourself in the headphones, it's not how you yeah. think you hear yourself. Um, I, I've explained this when I went to, um, back in the old days when they taught us broadcasting with bearskins and stone tablets, um, they said that you hear yourself when you're speaking normally. You're actually hearing your voice resonating through the bones in your head. When you're wearing headphones, you're actually hearing your voice how other people hear it because it's, the sound is coming into your eardrums. That's why you sound different on headphones than you do when you are actually speaking. Yeah. Well, well speaking. Everybody, everybody knows you sound different, like when you leave a voicemail. 
you're like, oh, well, I didn't <laughs> like the sound of my voice. That's oh, not so what I normally sound like. When I first like. got into radio, I went, oh, my gosh, I sound like a boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. I, I don't know. I guess it's just something I got used to. Well, I like the these years. headphones, okay? They're, they're yeah. not too big and chunky. I like I like the other ones you have back there, the cat ones. The cat ones. They look really soft. Well, I have some that turn up that that light up that it's our unicorn ones. I get comments on those too. <laughs> but um, the, these broke uh, several times, so I brought in the the uh, giant monkey glue and I glued them so they don't they don't move as much in one way, but they mm-hmm. they actually stay up against my ear. I just didn't know if the glue was cured, so we'll see if I can take them off after we get done with their little chat. Yeah. See, I know, I know, like headphones like this are supposed to be like, hey, like you'll really sound, close, you'll really hear how you sound, you'll be able to make adjustments. But like, I once I've said something, I've already said it. It's not like I can go uh, back and adjust. Yeah, no, those the, the ones that are closed earphones. I think that those are more for listening to music than for this. But the other thing yeah. is, but with the closed headphones, you get less chance of feedback through your microphone. See, when when a lot of the very popular. Uh, broadcast headphones for a long, long time were the Sennheisers that were just like bright yellow foam that you would see that would cover the ears. Mm -hmm. And those had a very nice sound to them, but you couldn't run your headset too high or you would get feedback in your microphone. Yeah, I mean, I like, like, you know, the little standard ear pods. You just pop them in and See, I can't, a nice I can't long wire. Those. I don't even know if those would work here, but those are no. like, I, that's what I came up using. I use well, that with podcasts. I, can't, I didn't well, care I have how that I thing where your jaw is up in your ear canal so I can't wear to oh. sit down in my ear. Yeah, that's not great. I kind of like having my headphones on the counter and like using it as a very soft speaker and just because I, I don't think I, I project as weirdly when i don't wear headphones yeah i don't know i feel like right now my head is being squeezed like a grape with these headphones on well i've got you know i I can borrow you like you borrow the kitty cat once i i truly think that would if that would if (laughs) we get our our wmbf twitter account going again i think that would no they're they're very warm they're warm because they are fur yeah no, that, I think I think that would be a great picture, a great photo op. I'd use it on on the website. I'd replace the picture I have now of me attending my singular semester of law school, and it'd be me Is with that kitty what cat that headphones. That was from on. okay. Yeah, yeah. One semester decided. You know what? I kind of hate this. I like I thought baseball you were auditioning more. for Law and Order or something. There. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, no. It's it was it was quite a summer, quite a summer that I did law school. Didn't care for it. Baseball was more fun. Six forty two here on WMBF. Don't miss News Radio 1290 WMBF 6.43 here at WMBF. Time for a traffic and weather update. The New York Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434, that's Vestal Parkway, is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately July 31st. Motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. Construction activities are weather-dependent and subject to change based on conditions. And starting this past Monday, the Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, that's the 1781 split, 
Work is expected to last approximately three weeks and is weather dependent. They're going to be removing the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. And we have a road closure. Sherman Creek Bridge, a county-owned bridge located on Sherman Creek Road in the town of Sanford, will be closed to all traffic starting on July 18th at 7 a.m. for joint repairs. It will be reopened to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 8th. All traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. So, if you take Sherman Creek Bridge on your way to work, you have about four days to figure out how you're going to get to work next week. Good luck. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton right now about 60 degrees. Humidity 90%. Today, slight chance of showers between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Patchy fog before 8 a.m. Otherwise, mostly sunny with a high near 78. 20% chance of rain. Tonight, patchy fog after 5 a.m. Otherwise, mostly clear with a low around 54 degrees. Tomorrow, patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise sunny with a high near 80. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low around 58. Saturday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 85 and a 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, partly cloudy with a low around 64. Sunday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., a partly sunny with a high near a scorching 88 degrees, chance of rain 40%. Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, but mostly cloudy with a low around 67, 50% chance of rain. It looks like we're going to get into a rainy beginning to next week. 646 here on WMBF. First. here on WMBF. Now it's time to check on sports. Last night, DJ LeMayhew capped his 34th birthday by sliding across the plate on Alexis Diaz's second straight wild pitch in the 10th inning. And the New York Yankees rallied from a four-run deficit to beat the Cincinnati Reds 7-6 and stop a three-game losing streak. Would have been quite embarrassing if the Yankees had lost a series at home to the Cincinnati Reds at this stage of the season. So, good thing they came back and win. Luis Severino allowed three consecutive homers in the span of four pitches in the second inning as Cincinnati built a 4-0 lead, then left with right shoulder tightness. It's not a good sign for Luis Severino, who's had quite a few injury struggles over the past three or so years. Cincinnati allowed five unearned runs, four after second baseman Jonathan India's error on Anthony Rizzo's potential, inning-ending double play grounder in the third. And Francisco Lindor led New York's power game with a three-run homer. Chris Bassett threw six strong innings, and the Mets beat the Atlanta Braves 7-3. The National League, National League East-leading Mets won two of three in the series and lead the second-place Braves by two and a half games. Eduardo Escobar and Mark Canna also homered for the Mets. Bassett improved to 5-2 and two in eight road starts this season by allowing one run on five hits with six strikeouts and two walks. Atlanta's Charlie Morton gave up five runs on six hits, including three homers. The three homers allowed matched his career high. And the Rumble Ponies lost again last night by a score of 7-2. to two. Puts their overall record on the season at 31-52. Lost to the Erie Seawolves on the road. 
Got RBIs from Brett Beatty and Wyatt Young. Beatty's RBI was a solo homer in the fourth in, or the fifth inning. It's his twelfth of the year. But other than that, not a whole lot of offense for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies over the last couple weeks. Some business news. U.S. inflation surged to a new four-decade high in June because of rising prices for gas, food, and rent, squeezing household budgets and pressuring the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates aggressively, trends that raise the risk of a recession. The government's consumer price index soared 9.1% over the past year, the biggest yearly increase since 1981, with nearly half of that increase due to higher energy costs. Lower income and black and Hispanic Americans have been hit especially hard since a disproportionate share of their income goes towards essentials such as transportation, housing, and food. But with the cost of many goods and services rising faster than average incomes, a vast majority of Americans are feeling the pinch in their daily routines. It's 6.50. You're listening to WMBF. BSO. on WMBF. Now it's time for Kim Commando. I've been talking about the consequences of what's posted on your social media accounts way before the days of MySpace. But in its short five-year life before Facebook overtook it, carelessmyspace.com postings cause people their jobs, promotions, political races, and occasionally even their marriages. And now the state of New York will consider your social media accounts to determine if you deserve to own a firearm. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. The state's exact wording is, social media accounts will be used to review the applicant's character and conduct. That is, if you brag about partying all the time, hating the cops, posing with your guns, something, unless you're a hunter, I never understood, I can pretty much guarantee that you won't be buying any kind of gun in the state of New York. And I fully expect that other states will follow New York's lead. Get my 30-minute podcast perfect for walks and commutes called Kim Commando Today. Search for Commando with a K. Summer is starting and prices are rising on just about everything. But when it comes to the cost of your prescriptions, checking GoodRx can help. With GoodRx, you can save a few bucks and maybe put it toward a road trip or a staycation. Something fun to celebrate the season. GoodRx helps you compare prescription prices at local pharmacies and can save you up to 80%. Comparing prices is important because what a lot of people don't realize is that prescription prices can vary from one pharmacy to the next, sometimes by as much as $100. But with GoodRx, you'll have the information you need to help you find the lowest price. GoodRx has saved consumers $40 billion to date and can help you save money too. For simple, smart savings on your prescriptions, check GoodRx. Go to GoodRx.com slash Kim. That's GoodRx.com slash Kim. GoodRx is not insurance, but can be used instead of insurance, Medicare, and Medicaid. In 2021, GoodRx users saved 81% on retail prescription prices. That was Kim Commando. Now time for another check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434, which is Vestal Parkway, is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal. They're going to be facilitating the construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. 
The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately July 31st. Motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. Construction activities are weather dependent and are subject to change based on conditions. And starting this past Monday, the New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions. On I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, work is expected to last approximately three weeks and is weather dependent. They're going to be removing the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. And we have a road closure notice. Sherman Creek Bridge, a county-owned bridge located on Sherman Creek Road in the town of Sanford, will be closed to all traffic starting on July 18th at 7 a.m. for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic around August 8th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now, it's about 60 degrees, 90% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise mostly sunny, with a high near 78 degrees and a 20% chance of rain. Tonight, patchy fog after 5 a.m., otherwise mostly clear with a low around 54 degrees. Tomorrow, patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise sunny with a high near 80 degrees. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low around 58. Saturday, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 85, 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, partly cloudy with a low around 64. Sunday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., but partly sunny with a high near 88 and a 40% chance of rain. And Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy, with a low around 67 degrees, 50% chance of rain on Sunday night. Well, it looks like next week it's going to be a little rainy as well. 658 on WMBF. Want to say this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton, now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. 659 here on WNBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. Alongside Kathy White. Closing out hour number one here. We got two more hours of first news before we get into Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Someone might want to start thinking of some questions you can call into Bob's show with. See if you can trip Bob Joseph up on something today. Coming up next, we'll have ABC News, followed by another update from Kathy White. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. There might be some issues with some dense fog, especially in those River Valley areas this morning. That has been an issue earlier today. The forecast calling for maybe a stray shower possibly a thunderstorm for today otherwise sunshine after the fog moves off and a high temperature into the upper 70s to around 80 
A teen is being treated for what were believed to be serious injuries after being hit by a sport utility vehicle near Wilson Hospital. Johnson City Police Chief Brent Dodge says the 19-year-old apparently stepped onto Baldwin Street between Floral and Grand Avenues from in front of a parked car shortly after 2 p.m. when she was hit by a southbound Toyota SUV. The scene is roughly five blocks south of the hospital. The woman who had been driving the sport utility vehicle was shaken but not injured. Dodge said a New York State Police crash reconstruction team was called to the scene to assist in the investigation. No names have been released. Fire investigators in Shenango County are not ready to list a cause of a massive barn fire that drew crews from a dozen departments to that scene yesterday afternoon. Shenango County Emergency Services officials say the barn at 2335 New York State Highway 23 between Grover Brown Road and Benedict Hill Road in the town of North Farsalia was reported on fire at around quarter of one and crews spent hours extinguishing the flames that were fed by newly harvested hay. One calf was lost in the fire, but the other animals were safely removed from the structure. There were no injuries. Authorities say some firefighters were called back to the barn to put down a rekindling of the fire around 1130 last night. And they were there for about 45 minutes. An official this morning said he wouldn't be surprised if crews were called back several more times before the fire was completely out. Heavy equipment was already brought in yesterday to sift through the rubble, but the dry grass material remains susceptible to reignition. Fire departments initially responding to the scene were Farsalia, Plymouth, North Plymouth, North Norwich, Norwich, South Atsilic, Smyrna, McDonough, Cincinnatus, Georgetown, Willett, DeRyder, and New Woodstock. Shenango County Sheriff's and Emergency Services officials also on that scene. WMBF First News Time, 706. A man who Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram has called Binghamton's most notorious slumlord is being charged on more than a dozen warrants alleging violations of the city's housing code. Detective Captain Corey Miner says 39-year-old Isaac Anzarut of Brooklyn was arrested around 11 a.m. yesterday at a Court Street Binghamton location. Anzarut owns many residential and commercial properties in Binghamton and elsewhere in Broome County. The news release indicated that he was wanted in regards to 12 bench warrants and two arrest warrants issued by the city of Binghamton courts. The charges are violation-level offenses related to the city's housing codes. In announcing the arrest, Mayor Cram issued a statement saying his administration is, quote, serious about holding slumlords and all those who violate the city's housing codes accountable. WMBF First News Time 707. Three people are being charged with hate crimes for allegedly blanketing a small Steuben County city with white supremacist pamphlets. Hornell Police Chief T.J. Murray posted this week on social media that the racist and anti-Semitic literature was left at locations including a synagogue and a largely black church in the western southern tier community. The May 14th mass shooting that killed 10 black people about 70 miles away in a supermarket in Buffalo has underscored racist attitudes of some in the largely white southern tier region. Authorities say the white Conklin teen accused in that shooting drove several hours to Buffalo from his home in Broome County, reportedly driven by racist dogma. In Hornell, the first flyer was discovered stuck to the door of Rehoboth Deliverance Ministries as people began arriving for Sunday morning services. The flyer promoted the Aryan National Army and included a skull positioned inside a swastika. Chief Murray says officers found similar material attached to the front of the Temple Bethel synagogue and in other locations, including driveways, doorways, and a park. 
On Monday, police say they spotted two men distributing the literature. After the officers searched their home, the two men and a woman were arrested on 115 counts each of aggravated harassment, a felony hate crime. The Conklin Fair gets underway today celebrating its 51st year, and there will be some new attractions and rides, but one tradition is not happening when they kick off everything tonight. First Responders Parade will not be held because of insurance issues that organizers hope can be worked out by next year. There will be an opening ceremony on the fair stage that begins at 7 p.m. and pays tribute to lifelong Conklin resident Sheriff David Harder, who is retiring from office at the end of this year. Some other events include a cupcake baking contest, an ice cream eating contest for the children. The Conklin Fair is being held at the Floyd L. Mains Community Center on Conklin Road. It runs today and tomorrow from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m., Saturday from noon to 11. It's 7.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Prescription. Good morning. Hour number two of First News here on WMBF with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. It's 7-11 on this Thursday, July 14th. we got to check on traffic and weather for you. Right now, emergency crews are responding to a report of a motorcycle crash in the 800 block of Route 26 in Vestal near Pierce Hill Road and Hazel Drive. So watch out for medical teams and law enforcement in the area. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434, Vestal Parkway, is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal. They're going to be facilitating the construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately July 31st. Motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. Construction activities are weather-dependent and subject to change based on conditions. Starting this past Monday, the New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double-lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from Exit 6 to Exit 4. That's the 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately three weeks and is weather-dependent, as they're removing the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. We have a road closure notice. Sherman Creek Bridge, a county-owned bridge located on Sherman Creek Road in the town of Sanford, will be closed to all traffic starting on July 18th at 7 a.m. for joint repairs. It should reopen about August 8th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. So you have about four days to figure out how you're going to get yourself to work, if that's the path you take. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's about 60 degrees, 90% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. And a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise mostly sunny, with a high near 78 degrees and a 20% chance of rain. Tonight, patchy fog after 5 a.m., otherwise mostly clear with a low around 54. Tomorrow, patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise sunny with a high near 80. 
And tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low around 58 degrees. Saturday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 85, 20% chance of rain. And Saturday night, partly cloudy with a low around 64. Sunday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 88 degrees and a 40% chance of rain. Then Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms and mostly cloudy with a low around 67 and a 50% chance of rain. It's 714. You're listening to WNBF. Seven sixteen on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Last night, DJ LeMahieu capped his thirty-fourth birthday by sliding across the plate on Alexis Diaz's second straight wild pitch in the tenth inning. And the New York Yankees rallied from a four-run deficit to beat the Cincinnati Reds seven to six and stop a three-game losing streak. Luis Severino allowed three consecutive homers in the span of four pitches in the second inning as Cincinnati built a 4-0 lead. Then Severino left with right shoulder tightness. He's heading for an MRI today, but seems to feel hopeful to make his next start following the extra rest afforded to him by the All-Star break. Cincinnati allowed five unearned runs, four after second baseman Jonathan India's error on Anthony Rizzo's potential inning-ending double play grounder in the third. Francisco Lindor led New York's power game with a three-run homer. Chris Bassett threw six strong innings, and the Mets beat the Atlanta Braves 7-3. The NL East leading Mets won 2-3 in the series and lead the second-place Braves by two and a half games. Eduardo Escobar and Mark Canna also homered for the Mets. Bassett improved to 5-2 in eight road starts this season by allowing one run on five hits with six strikeouts and two walks. Atlanta's Charlie Morton gave up five runs on six hits, including three homers. The three homers allowed matched his career high. For the Binghamton Rumble Ponies last night, another tough game. They lost to the Erie Seawolves by a score of 7-2. RBIs coming from Brett Beatty and Wyatt Young. Beatty hit his 12th home run of the year, a solo shot in the fifth inning. But Rumble Ponies only put two runs on the board and seems to be becoming a trend for them, having a hard time scoring runs since the departure of Francisco Alvarez. Rumble Ponies are now 31-52. and 52. They're back in action tonight against the Seawolves at 6.05. Pre-game starts on WMBF at 5.50 with Jacob Wilkins if you don't plan on driving there to see the game in person. Right now it's 7.19 here on WMBF. So I'll check on Wall Street Now with ABC's Jim Ryan. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Higher than expected inflation data took the wind out of investors' sales on Wednesday, sending the Dow Jones 200 points lower to a close back below 31,000. The Standard & Poor's 500 gave up a half percent. The Nasdaq surrendered 0.15 percent. Analysts say last month's 9.1% surge in inflation was driven largely by rising fuel costs. The good news is that pump prices continue their slow decline. Today's national average for a gallon of regular is three cents lower than yesterday's. 
New Yorkers who fled during the pandemic are returning to record high rental rates. The average monthly rent for a Manhattan apartment surpassed $5,000 for the first time last month. Real estate insiders say rates are only headed higher. And if you were hoping to avoid the vacation crowds by delaying a trip, you might have to wait a while. Delta Airlines, for example, says its fall and winter bookings are still relatively strong. Jim Ryan, ABC News. It's time to do... Six, or sorry, 721 here on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Political Insights. Now your political insights from ABC News. Former President Trump had suspended flights between the U.S. and destinations in Cuba other than Havana. President Biden ordered those flights back in the air two months ago. Now American Airlines has the okay to fly directly from Miami to five other Cuban cities after the U.S. eased restrictions on U.S. travelers visiting there, just as former President Obama had done several years ago. Biden cabinet members say if the U.S. does not build enough computer chips, other countries will. They'll give senators a classified briefing on why they they feel it's critical for national security. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo saying the bipartisan computer chip bill must pass now, but Republican Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is threatening to kill it if Democrats do a reconciliation spending bill for social and climate change programs. President Biden in Israel today saying the U.S. will help Israel every way it can to prevent Iran from getting a nuclear weapon. Andy Field, ABC News. Anything. Seven twenty-four here on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Right now, emergency crews are responding to a report of a motorcycle crash in the 800 block of Route 26 in Vestal, near Pierce Hill Road and Hazel Drive. So watch for medical teams and law enforcement in that area. New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434, Vestal Parkway, is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately July 31st. Motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. Construction activities are weather-dependent and subject to change based on conditions. Starting this past Monday night, New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double-lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4. It's the 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately three weeks and is weather-dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. And we have a road closure notice. Sherman Creek Bridge, a county-owned bridge located on Sherman Creek Road in the town of Sanford, will be closed to all traffic starting on July 18th at 7 a.m. for joint repairs. Should reopen to traffic on or about August 8th at 7 a.m., All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. We haven't heard of any other problems going on this morning, so, you know, if you see anything, give us a shout. We'll make sure we get everybody to work on time. 
Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's about 60 degrees, 90% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. And a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise mostly sunny with a high near 78 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Tonight, patchy fog after 5 a.m., otherwise mostly clear with a low around 54. Tomorrow, patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise sunny with a high near 80. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low around 58. Saturday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., mostly sunny with a high near 85 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, partly cloudy with a low around 64. And Sunday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., but partly sunny with a high near 88, 40% chance of rain. Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy, with a low around 67. Chance of rain is 50%. You're listening to WMBF. It's 727. Want to save a on WMBF. Now it's time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. Amber Heard denied in one of her attempts to dismiss Johnny Depp's $10 million defamation lawsuit win against the actress. Her legal team had asked for a mistrial on several grounds, including a claim that there was a possible fraud issue with one of the jurors. The judge rejected that claim and all the others, saying the verdict stands. Heard plans to appeal. In the new true crime drama, Blackbird, we're saying goodbye to Ray Liotta. Did your mother come visit you yet? It's one of his last roles we'll see on screen. He plays Taryn Edgerton's father, a former police officer with a shady past. Edgerton tells me he cherished his time with Liotta. I think the scenes are some of the best that I've been a part of in not just this show, but my entire career. Ray Liotta died in his sleep in May at the age of 67. New episodes of Blackbird premiere every Friday on Apple TV+. That Criminal Minds reboot is a go for Paramount+. Plus. This is a love story. And Fleabag creator Phoebe Waller-Bridge is 37 today. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. Tired. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 59 degrees at 731. The forecast for today, a slight chance of showers for this morning. There might be some fog as well. And a high today getting into the upper 70s to around 80 once we get rid of some pesky fog. We did have a crash not too long ago, less than a half hour ago, with emergency crews responding to a motorcycle crash in the 800 block of Route 26 in Vestal. That was near Pierce Hill Road and Hazel Drive. Medical teams responding to that area. Broome County Emergency Services say that area has now been cleared up, and it did not appear that there were serious issues injuries involved in that crash but if you were passing through that area and you saw all the police activity that what was is what was going on in that area in international news and national news today 
Masks could be coming back to some municipalities in the U.S. New Omicron variants are again driving hospital admissions and deaths higher in recent weeks, causing states and cities to rethink their responses to COVID-19 and the White House to step up efforts to alert the public. Some experts say the warnings are too little too late. The highly transmissible variants have shown a remarkable ability to get around the protection offered by vaccination. Health officials say Los Angeles County, home to about 10 million residents, is facing a return to a broad indoor mask mandate later this month if the current trends in hospital admissions continue. France is celebrating its version of Independence Day, showing support for Ukraine, NATO, and in and also Eastern Europe. France celebrating Bastille Day with its annual military parade on the Champs-Élysées. But this year's event included units from Eastern European and Baltic countries, a show of support amid the war in Ukraine. On the eve of Bastille Day, French President Emmanuel Macron also hailing Ukraine's unexpected ability to stand up to Russia's aggression. In Es de la Quatera, ABC News, Paris. WMBF First News Time, 733. Johnson City Police are investigating a serious collision involving a sport utility vehicle and a pedestrian yards from Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center yesterday afternoon. Police say a 19-year-old girl stepped out onto Baldwin Street from in front of a parked vehicle between Grand and Floral Avenues and was hit by the sport utility vehicle shortly after 2 p.m. The teen is believed to have suffered serious injuries. She was taken to Wilson Hospital with inside of that accident scene. The driver of the southbound Toyota SUV was not hurt. No names have been released and the teen's condition not available. A Cortland man is accused of illegally owning a firearm. Cortland County Sheriff's officials were called to an address in the city of Cortland at about 10 minutes to 3 in the afternoon on July 11th. Officers responding to the complaint discovered 38-year-old Joseph Woodman was wanted on a warrant active with the Cortland County Sheriff's Office. Deputies say they also found Woodman in possession of the gun. The authorities say the man is charged with felony criminal possession of a weapon. He was released on his own recognizance and ordered back in court later on this month. Delaware County Sheriff's officials are warning residents of a version of a relatively popular scam resurfacing. In a Facebook post, the Sheriff's Office says residents should be on high alert for sophisticated scams. One of those involves family ties and loyalty. Apparently, it's on the comeback. In the past, the scheme had been dubbed the grandparent scam, since it normally targets older residents and tries to trick them into sending money or gift card numbers in order to help their grandchild. Investigators say in this recent case, the scammer posed as a relative and asked for a large amount of money in order to post bail and call the victim several times within the course of an hour. A courier was sent to the resident's home in order to collect the money, even though the victim never told the caller their address. It's possible previous postings on social media were used by criminals to determine where the victim lives. People are being told, be vigilant and contact law enforcement of any activity that may be suspicious, and be very careful what you put on social media. Pictures and information concerning yourself and family members could be harvested by criminals and used in attempts to prove authenticity when they call posing as a relative in need. The owner of Tioga Downs Casino Resort in the town of Nichols has been nominated by President Joe Biden to serve as chair of the Public Buildings Reform Board. 
Jeff Garral's nomination must be confirmed by the U.S. Senate. Currently, there are only three members on the board. The board was created in 2016 to reduce federal real estate inventory to save costs, reviews proposals for selling or redeveloping high-value and underutilized federal property assets with the idea of reducing the government's reliance on leased space. And finally, the Binghamton City School District has programs available while classes are out that can help children on track academically while having fun. Free Imagination Adventure four-week summer programming for BCSD elementary school students includes transportation for elementary students at Franklin, Jefferson, and MacArthur schools. Athletics and fine art camps are also available through the summer. For more information, go to the school district's website, www.binghamtonschools.org. It's 736, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Here's a question. here on WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. And coming up on Saturday on Southern Tier Close-Up, I have the head of the BMTS, that's the Binghamton Metropolitan Transportation Study, and that is Jennifer Yakowski, who will be talking about their plans for uh, public transportation, roads, bridges, infrastructure, all that stuff for the next five years, how they're matching the stuff that we need getting done with the federal money that's available. Of course, the lists don't always match up all that much, but we'll find out what she has to say about what of the projects are getting priorities for the next about five years or so. Oh, yeah. That's Southern Tune Close Up Saturday at 6.03 on News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com. And then after the program airs, you can find it on our blog. Yeah, I think I'm going to check out the blog on, the podcast, instead of waking up at, yeah. at 6.03 on a Saturday. Because that, that does interest me. That's part of my very diverse background that I bring to Binghamton. Well, I, I studied made, city planning in undergrad. I made a suggestion, and I made this suggestion years ago. About, you know, I, I saw this whole electric car thing coming, and I made a suggestion. You'll hear about it on the program. You'll have to listen. Uh, that's a perfect tease right there. <laughs> I made a suggestion, but I'm not going to tell you what the suggestion See, nobody is. nobody asks my – I, you know, I have solutions to all sorts of things, but nobody asks me. Yeah, I had, a, I had a lot of solutions, too, when I was doing city planning still. And then I found out that, oh, we're not actually looking for solutions here. We're just looking for ways to get around the zoning code. That's most of what we do here. Just really? figure out what we're allowed to See, actually do. I have do. a lot of solutions. I just don't have ways to pay for it. Yeah. That's that's my issue. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. I, I look at Long Island. I worked for the, the Nassau County Planning Department for a, I did a summer. Yeah, Nassau. Uh, a summer internship with them, and I was like, I'm like, wow, like, look at all this. We could do like transit oriented development here and like redevelop this street around this train station here and improve bus lanes and all this stuff. And they were like, how about you spend three months just outlining property lines so that we have a map that has all the exact property lines on it? Like, this is the most boring thing I've ever done in my entire life. You know, when I've had interns in here, I, you know, and, and some people had a problem with it. I would, for the last couple newscasts of the day, they would be allowed to slip in and be at, and do the newscast. Because, you know, how are you going to learn how to do something without, exactly. without doing it? And, you know, so. they thought that they were doing that for me. They said, your big, like, summer project, you're going to be presenting to the uh, the planning commission on why we should allow this 
this location to have like an extra 10 parking spaces than the zone code provides for. And I said, okay, like this is the most boring thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Oh, we should let them have 10 more parking spaces because how often do you really see a parking lot that's actually full? Oh, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, well, you see the State Street ramp during when the Sunnis in back, back in session. But anyway. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's going to be a mess. Oh, and, my and gosh. The, that Walmart there at, on Vestal Parkway, first yeah. of all, people treat that parking lot like it's the Fast and Furious drag set, like... Yeah. It's, it's that's where they do the drag racing in that parking lot, and they're they're doing all their stunts. The Johnson City Walmart gets pretty full too, so it's not it's just, crazy. It's not just I wasn't but. expecting that because that's the normal. Thing, Long the Island, other thing is, is it. the Wegmans parking lot. That's there's. I love Wegmans. It's yeah. It's a it's amazing that there's so many. There are a lot of handicapped spaces, and they're always full. Yeah. I love a Wegman sandwiches always hit right. I had a, a friend who worked at Wegman's who she's from Binghamton, so she grew up here. She worked at Wegman's for like eight or nine or ten years, however long. And yeah, they haven't I, been around that long, really. Yeah. When, whenever they were around. And now it's ironic that I'm here and she actually moved to Pennsylvania. Um Wise but, she, markets but I used to come actually, to Wegman's all the time when I came to visit. Wise markets are actually newer than Wegman's up here. They're they I heard there's a big debate about Weiss versus Giant. I heard that's a big debate around here. We don't have any giants anymore. There are no giants anymore? No. Hmm. So what is it now? Weiss versus Wegmans or yeah, Walmart? Wegmans pretty much. Who yeah, Wegmans. Does but, Wegmans win that, that debate? Yeah, you know, the whole thing was the Akels owned the local giant markets, but they, they don't there's no local giant markets. They're not the same as the giant markets that are elsewhere. Mm-hmm. There's a big long history lesson that this is turning into. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, what else are people tuning into a live local show for? They want to hear about Binghamton. Let's hear the new kid. Yeah. Let's, let's hear what the new kid doesn't know. <laughs> let's 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 teach the new kid about supermarkets. Wait, we'll we'll send him cow tipping this weekend. I want to go cow tipping so bad, but I'm pretty sure it's illegal, so I'm not going to say that on air. <laughs> we do not cow tip in. No, that's no. not that's not this part that's of upstate. Not tr- no, nobody cow tips. Oh, come on. You're going to tell me? I'm going to take like, you to a farm and leave you in a pen with a bull. Here's here's little Bessie the moo cow. Here you go, James. <laughs> no, I would never tip over a cow. I would never do such a thing. That's really mean to the cow, and I'm not strong enough to help the cow get back up afterwards. So, all right, 743 on WMBF. Seven forty-four here on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Right now, emergency crews are responding to a report of a motorcycle crash in the eight hundred block of Route twenty-six in Vestal, near Pierce Hill Road and Hazel Drive. Watch for medical teams and law enforcement in the area. New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434, Vestal Parkway, is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately July 31st. Motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedules. Construction activities are weather-dependent and subject to change based on conditions. 
Starting this past Monday night, the Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4. That's the 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately three weeks and is weather-dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. In Sherman Creek Bridge, a county-owned bridge located on Sherman Creek Road in the town of Sanford, will be closed to all traffic starting on July 18th at 7 a.m. for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 8th. All traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. So, if you take Sherman Creek Bridge to get to work, good luck finding your new route. You have four days. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton right now. It's getting cooler, 59 degrees instead of 60, and overcast. Humidity is 96%. I just need somebody more scientific than me to tell me what happens when we get to 100. Am I just going to be walking through water? Am I going to be swimming to go get coffee today? Today, a slight chance of showers between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 75 degrees and a 20% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 54. Tomorrow, patchy fog before 8 a.m. Otherwise sunny with a high near 77 degrees. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low around 57. Saturday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 80. 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, partly cloudy with a low around 63 degrees. Sunday, a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. But partly sunny with a high near 84 and a 40% chance of rain. And Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy, with a low around 66. Chance of rain is 50%. 7.47, you're listening to WMBF. Your local... News Radio 1290, WMBF. 7.49 here at WMBF as I reel from the realization that cow tipping was never really a thing around here time for a sports update dj lemayhew capped his 34th birthday by sliding across the plate on alexis diaz's second straight wild pitch in the 10th inning and the new york yankees rallied from a four-run deficit to beat the cincinnati reds seven to six and stop a three-game losing streak luis severino allowed three consecutive homers in the span of four pitches in the second inning as Cincinnati built a 4-0 lead, then left with right shoulder tightness. He underwent an MRI today, or will go undergo an MRI at some point this morning. We'll get some clarity on exactly what went wrong with the shoulder, but Luis Severino may be turning into somebody with some perennial muscle issues, tendon issues. No, he had a shoulder problem. I believe it was a shoulder impingement which then led to back problems and elbow problems, and that was a a couple of years ago. But so far in the 2022 season, has done a pretty good job of staying healthy for the Yankees. So it would be a shame to see him go down for any amount of time. And while the Yankees are pretty solid in the pitching department, there really isn't a whole lot of depth behind him. You could call up Luis Medina. I've always liked him. Watched a lot of Dominican Winter League games with Luis Medina pitching, and oh boy, does he throw hard. If he ever learns how to throw a strike, that's going to be a top-tier pitcher. 
Cincinnati allowed five unearned runs, four after second baseman Jonathan India's error on Anthony Rizza's potential inning-ending double play grounder in the third. For the Mets, Francisco Lindor led New York's power game with a three-run homer. Chris Bassett threw six strong innings, and the Mets beat the Atlanta Braves 7-3. The NL East leading Mets won 2-3 of three in the series and now lead the second-place Braves by two and a half games. Eduardo Escobar and Mark Canna also homered for the Mets. Bassett improved to 5-2. and two in eight road starts this season by allowing one run on five hits with six strikeouts and two walks. Atlanta's Charlie Morton gave up five runs on six hits, including three homers. Those three homers allowed matched his career high. Pretty decent season for Francisco Lindor so far. Certainly not with in line with what you would expect from his career, but I'd say better than he's been for the Mets so far since the Mets acquired him. Really hasn't quite been, you know, one of those top, top tier players in Major League Baseball since his time in Cleveland. But a solid enough season for him. Maybe not an all-star caliber season, but a above average OPS. You know what kind of defense he brings. And, and most importantly, he plays. You know what they say, best, avail- best ability is availability. That's especially true for the Yankees over the past few years. Rumble Ponies lost 7-2 to the Erie Seawolves last night. They're now 31-52, going through a bit of a rough patch. Got a home run from Brett Beatty, his 12th home run of the year, a solo shot in the fifth inning, and Wyatt Young contributed another RBI. Rumble Ponies will be back in action tonight at 6.05 against the Erie Seawolves. And if you don't plan on driving out to Erie, Pennsylvania for that game, you can listen to it right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 5.50 with Jacob Wilkins. Bit of business news. Inflation's relentless surge didn't merely persist in June. It accelerated. For the 12 months ending in June, the government's consumer price index rocketed 9.1%, the fastest year-over-year jump since 1981. And that was nothing next to what energy prices did, fueled by heavy demand and by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Energy costs shot up nearly 42% in the past 12 months, the largest such jump since 1980. Even if you toss out food and energy prices, which are notoriously volatile, have driven much of the price spike, the so-called core inflation soared 5.9% over the past year. 7.53, you're listening to WMBF. BS. WMBF. 7.55 on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News Tech Trends. Keeping your screen clean and helping the environment. Just think about where you go with your phone. We take our phones to the bathroom. We take our phones to the gym. We take our phones everywhere we go. We even sleep with them. And a whole lot of stuff can go along for the ride. 
30% of those germs end up on your fingers. That's why Christina Graziani with Woosh says it's important to keep your screen clean. The company already has a lineup of wipes, screen cleaning solutions, and cloths to help you scrub your device down. And now it's introducing a new eco-friendly way to get the screen shine solution. Instead of buying big 500 milliliter bottles, you'll just buy one and then fill it again with new refill cartridges. The cartridge goes in top here. And then when you put the straw in, the trigger, it releases all the concentrate. So then you just shake her up. The starter kit for the Whoosh Screen Shine refillable bottles, available now for 19 bucks. With Tech Trends, I'm Michelle Franz in ABC News. And time for another check on traffic and weather. Right now, emergency crews are responding to a report of a motorcycle crash in the 800 block of Route 26 in Vestal near Pierce Hill Road and Hazel Drive, so watch for medical teams and law enforcement in the area. New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434, that's Vestal Parkway, is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately July 31st. Motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. Starting this past Monday night, the Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately three weeks and is weather-dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. We have a road closure notice. The Sherman Creek Bridge, a county-owned bridge located on Sherman Creek Road in the town of Sanford, will be closed to all traffic starting on July 18th at 7 a.m. for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about August 8th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. So if you take that way to work, good luck. you got four days. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton, about 59 degrees right now, 96% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. and a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 75, 20% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 54. Tomorrow, patchy fog before 8 a.m. Otherwise sunny with a high near 77. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low around 57. Saturday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 80, chance of rain 20%. Saturday night, partly cloudy, with a low around 63. And Sunday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 84. And Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy, with a low around 66. 7.59 on WMBF. Want to say this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. 